keep calm and check the expiration date on that milk. I've never been in New York City during any of its 21st century disastrous events. I was in Berlin on September 11th, I was in Circuit City in Gotland when the power went out in 2003, and I was on the West Coast during last year's earthquake-slash-hurricane-Irene combo. I can't remember where I was when Cloverfield came through, but that guy was all hype anyway. Hurricane Sandy, though, I was here for her, and she lived up to the hype. She came through on Monday night, and she was a real asshole. In the days leading up to Sandy touching down in the Northeast, I played it cool. It seemed like the appropriate New Yorker thing to do. Hurricane? Whatever. I'm going to continue being smug in my predominantly dark-colored clothing while I go to Starbucks. No, not that Starbucks. The other one. Even on Sunday night, when there was definitely something in the air and the MTA shut down the subway, I stayed calm. Hurricane, no trains, whatever, I'll just walk. That's what us New Yorkers do while we listen to NPR podcasts on our iPhones and vote for Obama with our perfectly disheveled hair. It wasn't until it started to get dark on Monday when I started thinking to myself, huh, hurricane, this might be something. So I did what any New Yorker who wasn't in an evacuation zone would do. I refilled my Brita and started watching the Larry Sanders show on Netflix. What? What was I going to do? I wasn't going to evacuate. I knew if the power went out, I had some birthday candles and my trusty Zippo that I have not once used to light a beautiful woman's cigarette. And my regular food supply is pretty hurricane-ready as is. Basically lots of granola and soup. Larry Sanders was the obvious choice. Side note. New Yorkers really don't understand how to stock up for a hurricane. Sunday night I swung by a grocery store just to check out the scene, and while the bread was gone, which is good, the meat section was also picked clean. Raw meat with no electricity? Tough to store, tough to prepare. Try harder next time, guys. Sandy made herself known to New York City around 8pm Monday night. It was pretty intense. Tunnels were flooded, electricity was lost, houses were burned, people died. It was not great. Sandy? total asshole. Me, I lost internet and I had to resort to watching DVDs. Boo-hoo-hoo. It's a few days later now and the city is still coming back online. The MTA managed to get partial subway service restored yesterday and power is slowly coming back to lower Manhattan. I am still watching DVDs. With nothing else going on, I spent most of yesterday walking around. I took a bus down to the southern tip of Manhattan and walked back up to around 60th Street, which is like half of Manhattan. The real reason they canceled the New York City Marathon is because everybody knew they couldn't live up to my walking. Sorry, Kenya. Taking the bus downtown was interesting. For a while, it was business as usual, and I was like, yeah, screw you, Sandy, you can't stop New York. But then around 28th Street or so, I was like, Sandy, you son of a bitch. South of 28th, the power was out, which I didn't even notice at first because it was still daylight. It took a block or two before I noticed the regular and hustle and bustle was replaced with, uh, not. Sure, there was a jogger here, a dog walker there, and a smattering of people milling about, but south of 28th was a ghost town, relatively speaking. All the storefronts were shuttered, the traffic lights were out, my cell phone signal dropped, and the bus had no one to pick up for blocks at a time. I got off the bus at Whitehall Street, at the southern tip of Manhattan. Between the low elevation and its proximity to the ocean, downtown Manhattan was hit hardest by the hurricane, and it was still a pretty beat up. The Battery Park Tunnel was still flooded, and the streets were brimming with water pumps pumping water out of buildings and into sewer grates. 
which seemed self-defeating, but I'm going to assume everyone knew what they were doing. As I walked north back toward electrified Manhattan, a few things became apparent. First, street cart food vendors were cleaning up. In a power gridless world, the man who lives off the grid is king. Second, alcohol is always the answer. I walked by many an open liquor store. While grocery stores and pharmacies were shuttered and throwing out food, liquor stores were doing brisk business even with the lights off. Third, the New York City bodega is an institution for a reason. Apart from the Whole Foods at 14th Street, I didn't see an open grocery store for miles, but I saw a bunch of corner stores open for business. Sure, they were operating by candlelight, and their dairy section was probably a bit questionable by Thursday, but still. Counts. Fourth, and finally, New York City is pretty awesome. Sure, you knew this already, you didn't need a hurricane to tell you, but a hurricane certainly does remind you. New York City has this tough guy stereotype. It's well-earned. We're a no-nonsense town. We've got stuff to do, Starbucks is to visit. No, not that Starbucks. The other one. You can feel very alone despite being surrounded by millions of people. But when the chips are down and the floodwaters are up, that tough guy stereotype fades away, and we rally, man. We take care of each other. We don't overreact, apart from some questionable meat purchases, and we don't underreact. We act. And that's what makes it a great town. Sorry, terrorists, power grid failures, J.J. Abrams-produced monster movies, earthquakes, and hurricanes, but you guys don't have anything on New York.